welcome to the Creating Us podcast, hosted by the Office of Leader and Culture Development. I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. And we're excited to be with you as we continue our journey through the simple truths of leadership. All right, here we go. Simple Truth 47. Mm-hmm. That's a way to introduce it. Yes, for sure. But this is, you know, we were as we were just talking before we um before we started recording. This is, I I love how it fits just kind of unintentionally, but naturally into so many of the topics that we talk about when, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I are working with the team or doing a webinar and today's is no different. So what is our simple truth of simple truth for today, Shelby? So like you said, it's simple truth. Number 47, people without accurate information cannot act responsibly but people with accurate information are compelled to act responsibly. Mm. What does that mean? (laughs) Well, I think that leaders have to be open and honest with their team members. You can't just keep everything to yourself and expect everyone to know what to do. Why not? Well, they... uh, I don't know. I'm just, you know, and I could keep doing that. And this could be one of those episodes where it's why not? Why not? Right. I'm not on a coaching call. But yeah, right. (laughs) But here's the thing. When we talk about information, this is this is a challenge. But I want to go back to the title of our Simple Truth today, because this actually comes from a book. Empowerment takes more than a minute. And it's co-authored by Ken Blanchard, John Carlos and Alan Randolph. And ultimately, what we're getting at is the essence of trust. As leaders or even as working individuals, we are evaluating how much information do we share? What do we keep? What's appropriate to share? What's not to share? All of these are valid questions. But the question that I come back to is how much information is enough? And again, as I always say, this this is something that can be taken the wrong way. Right. Mm -hmm. So if Shelby, if you had come to me and asked a question, I was like, all right, well, how much information is enough? Right. It can be taken as a sarcastic. So maybe I need to think of a a better way to ask this. But the reality is what information will be valuable for you? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's really the key that we're talking about here. And if we don't have an effective working relationship, we're not going to know what information is beneficial. Well, and also, you know, something that um, it says on page 121 is servant leaders trust their people and realize that openly sharing information about themselves and the organization is the right thing to do. So I go back to themselves because, you know, you don't you don't want to work with someone, I guess, that doesn't share anything about themselves, you know, Um, because it's kind of weird to build that trusting relationship if you know nothing. Well, and, and so let's go back to the trust equation, right? Mm-hmm. We got from the trusted advisors, and that is the um, the competence, right? The ability to do the job plus reliability, your ability to be dependable, plus mm-hmm. relationship over a person's motivation. And so relationship is a key element of building trust. But I want to push back on what you said here, because there have been many times I've heard individuals say, I don't come to work to tell people about myself. And you know what? I think that's fair. But that's not what we're talking about when we say effective working relationships. 
What I'm saying is getting to know your people to know how do they deal with conflict? How do they manage change? How do they communicate? How do they complete the tasks that they do, right? Sure. I mean, if you talk about how is your, you know, your evening or your family or your weekend, yeah, those are nice, right? But really what we're talking about with a working, effective working relationships is how do you prefer to get the job done? How can we collaborate? How do you do? These are all things that are um, identifying our preferences for how we want to get work done. How do you communicate with each other? Exactly. And if we don't even know that, then how can we effectively lead others? So I want to go back actually to the previous paragraph on page 121, where uh, Blanchard and Connolly say, leaders who don't trust others don't share information. They keep everything under lock and key. In the absence of information, and this is the big point here, in the absence of information, people, people often make up their own version of the truth, which may be more negative than reality. Mm-hmm. You know what? This is something we all do. Yeah. When there's a gap and we're in a mood or whatever, ugh, you better believe we're going to go the negative route. Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to the assumptions. We're going to make the assumption that whatever's happening is going to be awful or, you know, we're not going to like it. Um, You know, I know there's some people out there that will think on the positive, though. But of course, of course. And I, I know I, I tend to default right to well, calling out those with the negative attitude. But I think the reason is because it's the negative attitude will hurt us the most. Mm-hmm. And, so, and fast. And, and fast, absolutely. I mean, it's so easy to bring a team down, right? Mm-hmm. But let me ask you, Shelby, what if there's information? I'm listening to this and you're saying, hey, develop these effective workplace relationships and share information. But I say to you, but Shelby, I can't share everything that I know. I'm in a leadership position or I'm in a position where I'm privy to information that's confidential and I can't share it. What do we do? Well, I think you have to go back to your trust of the foundation. You know, um, we know that leaders can't share everything. And that is definitely uh, something to keep in mind. But we have to go back to that trusting foundation so we realize this leader hopefully has the best interest in mind for us and the organization. And, and, you know, it's it's difficult. This is Mm -hmm. a difficult spot. I've been in the spot several times where I cannot share. There is an HR requirement. There is a privacy requirement that I cannot share. But yet the lack of that information is impacting the team. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, I had to go back to trust, you know, and say, thank you for bringing your concern to me. Um, It is noted. And please know that I'm aware of the situation. And, you know, thank you for bringing it to my attention. And that's it, because that's as far as I can go. It makes me think about a story that I read in in a book. uh, It's from LaFasto and Larson. And they talk about a CEO who uh, was meeting with his executive cabinet. And the cabinet had brought up a complaint about another executive and um, had said, you got to address this problem because it's damaging, it's hurting us, you need to address it. So the CEO acknowledged it. And then about a month later, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, all the great details of the story, but about a month later, they meet again. And one of the executives says to the CEO, I'm really disappointed because it doesn't feel like you're listening and it doesn't feel like you're taking action. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything. Because you haven't updated us. 
And the CEO's response was, if you were the one who had the problem, meaning if the complaint or the issue was towards you, wouldn't you want me to take as much time as needed to address the situation? And what he's getting at is, you know, solving issues, employee issues, personnel matters is not an overnight thing. Very rarely is it a simple as, you know, it's a quick fix. It takes time, right? And the message that the CEO was given to or uh, giving to this executive was, you know, wouldn't you want me if you were the one kind of on the pedestal that people were throwing rocks at, right? Saying you're doing everything wrong. Wouldn't you want me to give you every opportunity to succeed? Mm -hmm. And I think if we put ourselves in those shoes, we would say, well, yes, we would. We would want the time. We would want that energy. We would want that guidance. And if it didn't work out, it didn't work out, but we wouldn't want people to rush to judgment. Right. And I think a lot of times when we're dealing with lack of information, you know, being able to, um, you know, have that trusting relationship to say, you know, there's going to be information I can't share. There's going to be information that, um, you know, isn't valuable. It's just not needed for what we're doing. But what I do need you to do is, you know, trust that um, I have the best interest of this team in mind and please continue to bring any additional concerns. So it's a tough spot. Yeah, definitely. Um uh it is hard because, you know, as employees, we want to know everything, but yeah. uh, we just have to realize that's just not, mm -hmm. it's not possible. <laughs> well, and, and how often are we going to have 100% of the complete information, right? right. So I think a lot of times when we say, oh, we want to know, it's because we're filling in gaps and we want there to be, I don't know, I'm going to say it, drama or whatever, <laughs> right? What's the dirt on whatever? But yeah. Definitely. Anyway, so what do we do? There's three strategies that Blanchard and Conley give us. And the first one is creating a culture of accountability. Now, yesterday, we did a webinar then mm -hmm. on providing accountability. This is the first of a six-part series that I'm doing for the month of June on servant leadership and team effectiveness. And what I ended up doing in this training is talking about a book that I recently finished reading. It's titled The Theory of Accountability by Sam Silverstein. And he looks at accountability through a different lens, because generally when we look at accountability, it's me versus someone else. It's mm -hmm. me holding someone else accountable. Sam Silverstein says, instead, we need to consider E equals MC squared. Now, I'm sure you're saying, why in the world are you throwing that out there? Because here's how he defines it. The E is experience. What type of experience are we creating in our workspace? The M is the mindset. What mindset are we approaching challenges and problems and situations with? And if we can create an experience and help develop that mindset of accountability, then we move into our commitment. And that connects to a lot of different um, models that we generally talk about. But it's just a really good approach to look at accountability through a different lens. Yeah. And it's nice. It's nice to get a different viewpoint. <laughs> well, it is because, you know, it broadens our thinking. And, and I think there's never a bad time for that. That is just my belief. I agree. The second one is to speak plainly in ways that are easily understood. And the third one is be a straight shooter. And how I would interpret this is, again, get to know how do your team members prefer to communicate? Ask them. 
that that's what it is. Whenever we get the, how do we do that? You ask them, how -hmm. do you prefer to communicate? Right. Are you more of a direct? Are you more of a, you know, kind of be a little softer with me? Like what, what do you prefer? Phone, email, text, Skype, whatever it is, figure that out. Know that that is going to help you in regards to sending effective messages to your team members. So as we wrap up our lesson today, Shelby, what are your final thoughts? So I'm going to go back to the paragraph um, right under making common sense, common practice. It says great leaders understand that trust is the foundation of effective leadership. I love that. And I completely agree with it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, remember that not everyone's going to know everything you do. Mm -hmm. Be careful not to make assumptions. Be willing to be open to listen to the needs and the questions that people are asking. Just because somebody's coming up asking for more information, don't automatically go to the negative. Be curious. Ask more. Seek clarifying questions. And with that, it'll help us build more effective working relationships. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Creating Us podcast. If you have any comments or questions, please let us know at jason.weber at ttu.edu. Until next time, I'm Jason. And I'm Shelby. Take care.